So, Sammy, face out of the phone. You finally ready to do a show? Yeah, I was looking up. For, I was looking something up for the show. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure that this show is going to be enough about somebody swimming in the sea of themselves today. Yeah, I'm that's true. Your results. Um, you know, when Carly wrote the song, some people thought it was about Mick Jagger, but it was actually about Warren Beatty. Okay. And you're so vain, you probably thought the song was about you. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the pompous acolyte, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Uh, the world is a dark, horrible, horrible place. Wonderfully bright, lit, I want, beautiful. I want, I want to jump off a cliff. Um, landscape of colors. I'm, and I'm, I'm just going to give up football and just be done with it. Beautiful weather. football clearly doesn't like me. Spring came early for me. Uh, we are recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. Uh, please definitely share with your friends and get them to get them into the show. We make uh, sure you give us five stars because we fucking deserve it. Hell's yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, and should you want to get in chat with us, there, uh, get in, get in touch with us in chat. <laughs> there are many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us. Absolutely, we are at DU Football Show on uh, all the so- forms of social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook because we're not cool enough to have a Tumblr. Uh, and dufootballshow at gmail.com uh, to get in touch via email. That or we're not pervy enough to have a Tumblr or a Snapchat. <laughs> that is a dig. <laughs> I hope we were super pervy. We'd have a TikTok too, Ooh, you know, right? Yeah. All right. So we can make 10 second videos. Exactly. Um, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sammy, we got a dandy in our glass tonight. Tell us all about it. Yes, we do. So we have Tullamore Dew 10-year-old. For a long time, when I first started in this business, there was a 10-year-old single malt. This is actually before they made it a single malt. So it's just a 10-year-old regular Tullamore Dew, essentially. Um, It is a... When you think of Tullamore Dew, you got to think in terms of threes, right? So there's three types of Irish whiskey, grain, pot, still, and single malt. All three are made by Tullamore Dew aged separately in um, used bourbon barrels, and then blended together to a flavor profile. So uh, for no less than three years, right? Mm-hmm. This is a uh, minimum of 10 years old, but it's the exact same principle, 80 proof. Um, they don't make it anymore. So just a damn good whiskey. We decided to have it in the build up to St. Patrick's Day. I, uh, I break I, it out once a year. I, I had the uh, 10-year-old single malt. I've never had it as the non-single malt. I yeah. Only- um, they make a, I mean, it's one of their standard, uh, glasses now, but their 12 year old is, I would, whiskey. I would argue the best 12 year old Irish on the market. There yeah. isn't much better than that. And <laughs> this that's is very just, good. this is just a lovely little whiskey. It really is. Yeah. It's great. Um, finished in, uh, Spanish oak, uh, as well as the used bourbon barrels, obviously. Is it uh sherry or is it, um, brandy? What are, the sherry? Sherry. Yep. Oh, very cool. Excellent. All right, brother. Well, let's have ourselves a hell of a show. Let's do it. As I am spilling whiskey all over myself, <laughs> I am on fire. I remember the first time I clinked glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I also remember the first time I drank whiskey, apparently, too. Uh, you know, it would be, one would say, let's open up with the top two teams. But honestly, the story right now is really the Champions League spots. As third through sixth place are now separated by just four points with those four teams. Yeah. Three great matches and a very surprising results. Arsenal 2, Manchester United 0. Killing it. Chelsea 1, Wolverhampton 1, and Southampton 2, Tottenham 1. Uh, Sammy, let's get right into your match first and foremost. I wrote I wrote four words right off the jump. Arsenal came to play. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, did they look good. They took the game to – they started all their attacking players. I mean, besides Granite Jaka, there was no real base to that midfield, you know? Um, they normally been going with Xhaka and Torreira, or Torreira and Ganduzi, or Xhaka and Ganduzi. So they had almost a double anchor. Um, this time they didn't. It was Xhaka alongside Ramsey, who's much more offensive-minded. You had Ozil, Aubameyang, and Lacazette on the field. Uh, and then Kalazanac and Maitland-Niles, um, who were as, as wingbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a back three. No Mustafi, so we actually look good at the back, too. 
<laughs> uh, except there were a few moments, uh, to be fair, um, that United had chances. They hit the uh, hit the post, um, hit the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lukaku should have made it one nil, honestly, um, early on, but he didn't. We survived, and uh, and yeah, we we played some pretty scintillating stuff going forward. Um, and beginning of the second half was kind of chippy and kind of stop start, but you know we uh, we. We got the penalty eventually and, and ended up getting the win. It was a, a brilliant six-pointer um, that we needed. Uh, puts us back in fourth spot, two points ahead of United. Also gets us um, ahead on goal difference. Uh, only one goal behind Tottenham, who's a point above us in third place. Um, and we are, uh, I think it's four goals or five goals above United and uh, three goals above Chelsea, um, who were just behind United in sixth. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that goal difference could be – an extra point at the end of the season, you know, if if we need it. When uh, when the season started, Spurs were rolling and Chelsea were rolling, and it, and despite the fact that you guys had played pretty good ball, it just seemed like there was no chance at fourth place for you. It was right. going to be fifth or sixth, and then of course the dumpster fire that was Mourinho at uh, <laughs> at United. Yep. There was no chance that they were going to be there, and we talked about it a few weeks ago. I got to tell you, Sam, I really think. Third and fourth are going to end up belonging to Arsenal and United, and I think Spurs are going to be sitting in fifth. I think part of the with that, the other thing is United only has City left, and we're done with the top six. Yeah, Tottenham still have games against three of the top six, I believe. I think they still have to play. Oh no, they are. I think they still have to play City, Liverpool, and United. Tottenham, mm-hmm. so they could be in a world of trouble. Well, don't worry. All four teams have an easy uh, three points each. Because all four of them still have to play Everton, my train wreck of a side. <laughs> now, granted, three of them get to come to Everton, so our home fans get to watch us lose. Right. And then one time we go to Tottenham <laughs> at the end of the year when it won't matter, and we'll still find a way to lose. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's how it's going there. Now, I did want to bring up a, an interesting thing. I'm not sure if you noticed this. In the second half, uh, Kalasinac went down, uh, had gotten fouled right around midfield. Yes. He, uh, he sat up and then proceeded to puke. I did not see that. Yeah, straight up, like... Yellow crap came out of his mouth. He wow. totally he sat up, went bleh, and they got up and kept on playing. I completely missed that. I had no idea. I, I didn't know I didn't know that getting kicked in the shin like went directly to your throat to make you puke. <laughs> yeah. But that's he, odd. Yeah, it was uh, God, I wanna say like around the seventieth minute minute mark. So you go back and watch. He totally totally puked. It was fabulous. Wow. I will um, have to check that out. Uh was it a penalty? It is a bit soft, um, but you know, you don't win them unless you go down nowadays, it seems. So, Very true. you know, and earlier uh, earlier in the match, he did stay on his feet. I mean, I believe Lacazette to be an honest player. Um, so I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, I I don't think he dove. It yeah. was a little soft, but I, I at the end, I can see why the penalty was given. You know, it's um, sometimes that gets called, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those you things. You know, who, yep. who knows? It's... Uh, it's Gilfie got kind of bumped a little in the second half of the, the Newcastle match, and it didn't get called. And I looked at it and went, eh, fair enough. They didn't have to call it. And it was honestly exact same thing as yours. Yep. So it's in today's game, uh, you you put a body on somebody in the box and they go down well enough. It's, it's probably going to get called, especially if most importantly it's from behind, which was the case of Fred. Right. Um, I, I'd say that that penalty probably came in an opportune time for you guys as well because – the one thing United was doing exceptionally well, they were countering. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how they play. Late. Absolutely. And <clears throat> We now, had a couple of last-ditch tackles, but in the end, we looked fairly comfortable at the back. I mean, there yeah. was no real sustained pressure by them um, here and there in pockets, but nothing, you know, they weren't turning a screw for seven, eight, nine minutes at a time. Yeah. Uh, another flat-out fantastic performance from Socrates. Yeah. I think that Absolutely. man has solidified his spot. He's yep. going to be one of the first names on the team sheet, center back, getting it done for oh, yeah. you. The, you know, it's good, the, good the, proper footballer back there as a center back. He's getting it done. Yep, absolutely. The uh, the strike from Xhaka was brilliant as well. Um, caught De Gea, you know, unable to read the swerve uh, uh, on the shot, as well as it being hit relatively hard. But what I really liked um, was players are starting to take responsibility. Talk about Socrates. Uh, Koscielny did the same thing, you know, addressing the ball. Monreal did it a few times, addressing the players um, uh, for United that were running in on goal, stepping up and 
and not giving up on the play, you know, those sorts of things. But nothing speaks louder to me than having the faith and confidence in your teammate and in himself in, uh, in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang after having the penalty saved in the North London Derby last weekend. Go right back to Go him. right back to the penalty spot and scored. And um, ball, which, ballsy on his part to kind of faint the look, get De Gea to move, and put it right down the middle. Yep. That You have to be a very confident penalty taker to go right down the center. Yeah, absolutely. So it was it was good to see. Looks like there's a good spirit. Had a terrible performance midweek against Wren in the Europa League. And bounce back with, with this sort of performance was was wonderful to see. Yeah, it's it, This is, uh, I mean, we kind of go back to the final years of uh, – Wenger, you didn't beat any of the teams around you back then. You're, I mean, sure, you lost points ultimately to City and Liverpool, but everybody else, you're beating them. Yeah. You're beating them. I yep. mean, you're, it's, I, I won't go so far to say Arsenal's back back, but you're, you're we making split, the right steps. We, we split with Chelsea. Yep. We, we took four points from United and four points from Tottenham yep. this season. So it's, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Real it's good. good. Now, um, do you think that Ole's system, Ole's system as a manager, was finally kind of questioned, or do you think he just didn't have enough on his bench because of the injuries to really tactically? No, yeah, I mean they put two players in I've never even heard of before. Yeah, it's they they played uh, they played in the uh, PSG game as well. A couple yeah. of a uh, couple of they, academy because games. they're so yeah because they're so short, and, and that's it, that's going to hurt any team, you know. Uh, I I will say there is a slight positive in the regards that some academy players are playing because that is absolutely not what Jose would have done. Oh no way, uh, absolutely not. Know, but one thing that's part of the Manchester United identity is bringing through young players. And they hadn't done that in, in a very long time. So it is good to see them them getting some minutes and Ole trusting them enough. Yeah. So uh, on to the next one. Um, Chelsea continue to bewilder everybody. <sighs> like, they struggled. They had to it, – it took a late equalizer. Yeah, but it was – I mean, they didn't struggle in the game. It was 75% uh, possession, 22 shots overall, six of those on target to uh, to Wolves' is two. Right. Uh, with only one shot on target from Wolves. Um, they controlled the game in every single facet of the game except goals. And at the end of the day, you need goals. That's, yeah. that's how you, you win. You have to do it. It uh, doesn't hit, matter if you dominated. Raul Jimenez with a wonderful finish. A uh, little... That back li- and took forth a little deflection. Uh, uh, Jota, is it? Yeah. You, just their back Diogo and... Diogo Jota, yeah. Their back and forth all the way down the field. It was it, excellent. It looked, like, it looked like Chelsea doing it to... Yeah. What you would expect Chelsea to do to For Wolverhampton, sure. not what Wolverhampton would do to Chelsea. Yep. It was really brilliant. And then they needed uh, a, a late one from Eden Hazard, a strike from the top of the box. I think the uh, Rui Patricio, the goalkeeper, uh, saw late and wasn't able to get across to it. So the uh, Jekyll and Hyde that continues to be uh, Wolverhampton, while they'll go out and lose to Huddersfield, um, they have now, of everybody in the Premier League, They've taken the most points off of the top six yeah. sides, and they've taken ten points off of them already. So yeah, I saw that. That's, it's unreal, it's ridiculous. And and they will promptly go out and like lose to Fulham because yeah. that's just what they'll this do. This is what they like, do now. Fulham shouldn't win a game the rest of the season if they play Wolverhampton. They'll take three off of them. Yeah, I, I don't for know whatever how. reason, and win like four nil. Yep. <laughs> um, Spurs, like we just kind of hinted at, I think they're going to find themselves on the outside looking in on the Champions League spot. Yep. I, I, I think it's going to go back to uh, St. Tottenham's day where Arsenal will be back on top uh, ahead of points yeah. um, on, I on think Spurs. So too. I think so, too. I They seem to be missing something in midfield, which is very weird, but they haven't been controlling. They haven't been controlling games like normal. Right. Um, for them. And I, I can't really put my finger on it because the personnel is not totally different, not not very different. Um, but it's just something's not right with Tottenham right now. Uh, the, the, I don't know what it is. The relegation battle is going to have surprising results. This was one of those surprising results, right? Because you know, and it's going to be hard. When, like when we get to predictions, it's going to be hard to predict games because oh, yeah. you have teams in the middle. Like when West Ham plays Everton, they neither side gives a damn about it. They so. Like, it's impossible to pick, you know? And then, but then you'll look at games like Cardiff will play somebody big. Like, let's say Cardiff will pull points off of, like, Spurs or some, or, or, right. or, or like, hell, off of even somebody like you. Like, something completely shocking. 
but yep. then they'll turn around and they'll lose to Brighton. Yeah. Like it's because at the end of the day, the teams that are that are fighting to stay up, let's make no let let's not hold back any punches. They're bad teams trying to survive. Yeah. So there's going to be weeks where they get their butts kicked because they're trying to survive. But then there's going to be weeks where it's all going to come to fruition and they're going to get, you know, James Ward-Prowse again with another one of those upper 90 free kicks two weeks it's in a awesome. row that are yeah. just unreal. It was a great hit. Um, and then the, the young right back, Valerie, scored again. Yeah. Uh, he's the one with the first goal. Um, yep. a, a fairly composed finish. I mean, he did everything he wanted to do, chipping up over the goalkeeper. Um, it did need a, a small deflection, though, uh, to to – get past him uh right. hugo Lloris, but finished it nonetheless um so it's it good to see i mean southampton in in stretches controlled the game um and weathered the storm when they needed to uh deli alley came back uh no longer injured um so we'll see what happens final uh final thought on uh on spurs as a whole is you know harry kane's come back and all they've done is drop points Yep. Is this has to be concerning? Not not. Yes, they won't get that Real Madrid money. Well, <laughs> well, because well, what, what's concerning in this regards is is that it seems like the the team found something to rally behind when everybody got hurt, and it's now you you got everybody back and you're faltering. It's like watching a basketball game, like a college basketball game, yeah. when a team's down by like twenty, yep. and they get it to two or they tie. And then the minute they get to that point, they end up losing by 12. Yeah. Because it was like they fought so hard to get to that point. And then once they got to that point, they just go, eh, and fade. You know, we talk about it a lot with City and, and missing Fernandinho and how difficult that's been for them um, in their couple of patches this season without him. I think Tottenham's having an issue with Eric Dyer, And they don't really have that shuffler, that that anchor in midfield that's going to, to keep play. I think in they front, f- you know, finally had him back for this week. I think he was finally in the starting. Yeah, lineup, but, but he wasn't he up not, to speed. Right. You know, what have you? Right, he's not match fit um, yet necessarily. But you know, all of these dropping points these last couple of weeks, he wasn't there for. Um, they were playing a kind of half fit Victor Munyama, right? Who obviously wasn't doing the job properly. <laughs> so, so, and it's it's. It's weird, but you know that that particular position. I mean, look how soft Arsenal's looked in the last five, six, seven years. All of a sudden, we get Torreira. You think we can beat anybody? You know, on our day, we could beat anybody in the in 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 the world. Yeah, it's, you know, all of a sudden because that position is ridiculously important. Yeah, F- Fabinho with uh, with um, Liverpool. You have Fernandinho with Manchester City. I- Idrissa Gay with you guys. You look much better with him in the side. Yeah, that yep. that right proper. Dickhead. That's yeah. that's what you need. That's what you need. Every team needs one. That's why I always had a job. And uh, real quick, now that we've done both teams, do want a quick shout out to John who sent us a picture, uh, a right wanker at the North London Derby. Uh, forgot to mention it last week. Had on uh, Tottenham track pants and an Arsenal jacket. Yeah, that's a proper wanker, right? There. Terrible, terrible. The top two teams both got max points and continue to be separated by just one point. Manchester City 3, Watford 1, Liverpool 4, Burnley 2. Um, Manchester City first. Uh, Raheem Sterling does what he never does and scores a hat trick. Hat trick, yeah. <laughs> How about that one, huh? Um, Watford were not good. No. On the day. No. Watford were not good on the day. I, I, it's, I, I, think, I think Watford <laughs> is probably kind of I, I would say they're pretty focused on trying to get to the finals of the FA Cup yeah I would imagine I would agree with that they also I mean it, it they put up a stern test for a while it did take a while for city to to break the deadlock but when they did questionable offsides on the first goal yeah but when when they finally did it just they were rolling it just I mean, they it, were right back in stride it, it's not like five whole players offsides like some other game we'll talk about right. later but yeah. you know um <laughs> Tram shamocrity, I tell you, tram shamocrity. Um, uh, the one bright spot for Watford, uh, De La Feu gets on the pitch 20 so- 21 seconds later, puts the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, like his first touch or something. It was ridiculous. He'd only done that for Everton on a regular. He God, would've, that would have been nice. Yeah, he should have stayed with you all, I still contend. <laughs> no. Um, so, I, I mean, City did exactly what you expected them to do. They went out, they got the three points. This is what they are going to do the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, 
Liverpool needs them to stumble. Yep. And I'm not sure they, they will. will. Yep. I, I I could see both teams go. Well, honestly, what I really see happening is City goes on and wins all nine of the next nine. And somewhere in there, like let's say the Spurs, Liverpool ends up getting a draw somewhere. And, and ends up being back by a, a whole three yeah, points instead of two. If you're Jurgen Klopp, you know you're hoping that the Manchester Derby produces something. Uh, they're they uh, United. You is, have to. United is lucky, lucky that that the uh, Derby isn't being played this weekend right. coming up because of the FA Cup. Yep. Because I think if they were playing City this weekend, they'd get the boots put. Oh to yeah, them. They, because they're just they're too big time thin. trouble. They're too thin, and City. Here, here's the difference. City will go into the derby with United, focused, ready to get a win. I feel them. I feel they're more likely to slip against lesser opposition than they are against better opposition. Right. I, and, I could agree with that to an extent. In a difference where Liverpool, when they played their biggest rival, when they played us, were were at a point where they were trying not to screw up. Right. They weren't and, going I mean, for the match. City will go for the match against United. The when other they do problem play with them. the lesser opposition, though, is that will not happen at home for City. That's not going to happen at the Etihad. They're going to have to go away and slip up. Yeah. Um, I mean, they weren't at their best, and they still pretty much rolled this game. Yeah. You know, without without an issue. Well, and particularly considering they made a few mistakes earlier on. Uh, yeah. When they, because I believe I know Palace, they lost a Palace at home. Was the Foxes at home too? I think it might have been at home it as may well. Have been. I know Newcastle was on the road. Chelsea was was uh, on the road. Right. But after losing those two at home to lesser opponents, they're not making the mistake again. No, they won't. It, it doesn't look like it. That, does well, it? That's what you expect from a poised team that's yeah, just been there very before. True. What's um, What's nice though, what's exciting about it is you know it's it's just about halfway through March. And we still have a title race. Uh, it's it's fun to watch. That's it's for wonderful. sure. It's really yeah, fun I'm, to watch. I'm, I'm happy about it because normally all we're worried about is fourth place and the relegation spots. Yeah. For once, it looks like most of the relegation spots are tidied up already. Um, fourth place, yeah. you know. Third, third and that, fourth place, there's that four That gap teams. is growing now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, um, there's there's a title yeah. race. There's the Champions League spots and the European spots. Three through six is a very tight race. Really, yeah. Seventh place between Watford and Wolverhampton is a tight race. Now, everybody would have thought that would have been the best of the rest would have been Everton, but that's clearly not the case. Uh, and not then, necessarily. I mean, yeah, you did pick up a couple of wins last week. Yeah, it's it's just it's, until the weekend. It's you know, all which dark. We'll and, talk about. Yeah, later. it's all dark and everything's gone wrong. My my entire point of view of my squad changed literally in forty five minutes. It was her- just absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Liverpool, Burnley gets the early goal and. Uh, Good on Liverpool. They respond, uh, getting three quickly on you know getting three yeah. unanswered. Uh, Burnley does end up getting a second, but then they go ahead and you know Liverpool gets another one. So yeah, and, and good for Firmino and uh, and uh, Mane getting a brace each. Yep. Um, Salah had excellent work for most of the matches for what couldn't find the back of the net, um, but the other two uh, stepped up, and that's what they're going to need. All three of them are going to need to contribute um, if they're going to to properly run in for this title. Looking like they're going to have to score goals again. It's, yeah. It's, it, it, do you, it was two goals, right? It's okay. You know, sometimes you have a bad day. You know, you give up a couple of goals. But two goals to Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. And it's Burnley. And it's considering how stout, your defense, in the team. Yeah. how stout your defense was throughout the season, how good Allison's been. And since losing to City, there's been more games conceding goals than there have been shutouts. Correct. Yeah, gotta like it's you're gonna need it to be those big three up front scoring you goals. You're gonna it's it's clear you need to win games by outs like by really outscoring your opponent. Yeah, you're not for gonna. Sure. I don't I don't think this team's gonna be really capable of eking out the one nothing uglies that they were doing earlier in the year. Well, no, it it doesn't look like it does it. Um, they were being much more pragmatic, but still finishing games off. Um, you, you now think, it doesn't look like that. You know, they're you, they're trying to get back to that identity because they've had a couple of slip ups. They've had a couple of issues. And it looks like they're, you know, let's just throw everything in the kitchen sink at their net and hopefully something sticks. And, you know, here they got lucky. They yeah. left themselves exposed to one of the worst scoring teams in the in the, in the league, in Burnley. Hell, historically. Right. So, would you come up against Tottenham? You can't do that. 
You yeah. can't do that. You know, when you when you get Chelsea coming up to Anfield, you cannot play that way. Might might you think uh, also that Liverpool? Granted, they're only playing in two competitions, but they're to, they're the two biggest competitions. You're right. you're playing in your league, and you're playing in Champions, the Champions League as well. League, yep. Do you think? And and they have zero depth right now. Like they're afraid to put Lovren out there. They're afraid to put Matip out there. They, they, I mean, they 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 don't always want to put the people out there that they're putting out there. Right. And and God forbid one of their outside backs go down, they got to put Milner back there. Yep. Like instead of using him where he's more more useful. Do you think that maybe the defense is just getting tired? It could be. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, they you know went far in, in in both of those competitions. They've had a bunch of travel. They've had all those sorts of things. Um. And then just the mental intensity of a title race, you know, for a team that, I mean, you'll love this statement, for a team that's not normally there or thereabouts anymore. Yeah. You know, they had the one season they finished second under Brendan Rodgers, but other than that, they haven't been near that title in a long time. One gloriously beautiful Gerard slip. That that, that 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 just runs through my mind regularly. I mean, I should be regularly. a normal human. I should be a normal human being and like remembering the great things my team did, but my team doesn't do anything great. So I remember <laughs> the f ups of my uh, of my foes. Yeah, and uh, real quick while we're on this, I got a uh, message last week from our boy Taylor, um, friend of the show down in uh, is it Kansas, right? Yep, fellow yeah. toffee. See, there we go. I'm getting there. I'm learning. <laughs> Um, I didn't open my phone up once we started last week, uh, so I didn't actually see the late email. Um, but uh, he said, I still can't believe Martin At- uh, Atkinson gave Walcott a yellow card. Doesn't that daft twat know it was the wind coming in from all directions that caused Walcott to foul Divock Origi? Of course, he was blown uh, into Last him. week, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. I thought it was funny. Um, I, Liverpool's going to have to do this the rest of the way, but they're also going to have to remember to defend. Yeah, that's what it boils down to, and you got to pray at this point that City's going to slip up, and they don't look like they're going to. In this week of oh, so that happened, Brighton two, Crystal Palace one, Cardiff City two, West Ham nil, Leicester City three, Fulham one, Bournemouth two, Huddersfield nil, and Newcastle three, Everton two. Let's go ahead and get the rest of this crap out of the way so I can bitch and moan. Um, Brighton, we, the, uh, the fake Derby. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we, we, we kind of, we didn't talk about this last week. This is actually, uh, quite a bit of a rivalry because yeah. these two teams have faced each other quite a bit in the, uh, championship. And apparently the South coast of, uh, of, uh, England has a little bit of animosity towards the big city of London as well. Right. Um, I imagine it's because all the Londoners come down during the summer months and, probably act like asses in their city and it the city probably has yeah. a resentment to them well, because Bright- of it. Brighton also doesn't really have a natural yeah, they, derby match. They call it Southampton, but they're really not a derby. Right, because Southampton and Portsmouth have their... That's right. the derby, right? Um, so they even though Brighton is, I think, situated between the two cities. Um, so, yeah, they're kind of left with the road that connects Brighton to the south of London, uh, mm-hmm. which is the M23, I think it is, and they call this the M23 Derby. Yep. Um, I consider it a little bit more of a rivalry. There's people that don't like using a Derby unless it's a geographical location. Right. Um, which this is not. Uh, but, yeah, it was intense. Um, the crowd were, were, were excellent. You uh, saw it on the pitch, definitely. Oh, yeah, and and the players treated it that way. Uh, especially, Glenn, especially the gentleman who got the game winner that probably shouldn't have been on the match. Uh, Ten seconds in on the field, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Anthony Knockhart. But uh, Glenn Murray with a wonderful finish uh, for the first one, ball over the top, just kind of you know just anticipated it more than the defender and uh, got a, a step or two on him and was able to just two touches down the field, boom, goal. You know th- that's what he does. Um, a non-celebration, uh, as he used to play for Crystal Palace and banging mm. the goals for them years ago, um, showing a bit of respect there, which is always nice to see. Uh, and then, um, now I forget, oh, it was a penalty. Yeah, Milivojevic. Yeah, uh, I lost my place on my paper, sorry. <laughs> I, I would say probably um, the best penalty taker in the EPL. Yeah, it's, I, mean, I think it's just, eight out of his last nine or nine out of his last ten just, or something like that. They, not only are they automatic, they're emphatic. Yeah, and <laughs> like, pa- I mean, Palace were unlucky. It looks like it's going to rip a ball through the back of the net every time. Yeah, Pal- Palace were unlucky. Um, 
Yeah, in more ways than one. Like Ryan, I said, Ryan made a few great saves. Uh, you know, they Palace really had a lot of the game. Um, I think there was only three shots on target from Brighton. Two of them went in. Yeah, Knockhart's was a peach, <sighs> a peach. And and again, you talk about being unlucky. Ten seconds into the match, Knockhart slides, spikes up into the midsection of a Palace player. If that was even ten minutes into the match, the red card would have came out. Like, well, you know what? Danny Rose didn't get one last week, and y'all gave me shit for it. So yeah. I don't see a reason why he should have gotten a red. <laughs> the precedent's okay. been sent. Your the precedent has been set. Set. You are allowed to just kick people in the chest and have no repercussions at you, all. You, you, you won this past weekend. Say I'm stop being bitter. Be happy and get over it. Just saying. Okay. I mean, it's not my fault. Your guy kicked somebody in the knee. He did not. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I apologize to everybody also. I uh, I took a video. It was on the socials for a bit, but apparently I don't have the licensing to share it, even though I pay the cable package that provides me the content. Um, I can't reproduce it at all, even just that little highlight. Um, so I got my first cease and desist email uh, from Did someone, which took – actually, I, th- I figured I would have pissed somebody off already by oh, now. Yeah. I mean, I've st- there's only I've, what nine games left. I've recorded whole moments of silence, like four minute moments of silence. The the went after Lester's owner yeah. uh, passed away. I recorded the whole thing, put it on the same site, didn't get any problems with it. Yep, your your goal got in trouble apparently. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you saw it for that brief time, it was up. It was a bloody peach. If uh, you didn't see it, Google it, YouTube it. Check somebody else's Facebook that Facebook doesn't care go to, about. Go to NBC and, Sports uh, and check out the clips. I guarantee yeah. you, the goal's on there. It's brilliant that strike you couldn't um, have held it up in the corner any better so Car- and the player and the club needed that badly both oh, of them my he God, hadn't scored yes. for six months or something ridiculous that's now that's that's two on the bump for them yeah uh, going going into a favorable fa cup draw yep uh i think they're going to do they, they're going to get themselves out of any trouble i again like we talked about before it's a two-team race it's it's cardiff and southampton battling for yeah now i mean now out. it is for sure after yeah. this weekend i mean I know it sucks for you, but with the Newcastle win and with the Brighton win, I think they mm-hmm. both have now distanced themselves enough. Even though Newcastle in 13th are still only six points yeah. off of the relegation places. I mean, that could change quickly also. And, and Burnley's but, close too, but I you can't help but think Burnley's yeah. going to figure out a way to stay up. It's the ones you feel nervous about. The Really, it comes down to Cardiff and Southampton, which leads us into our next game. Ooh, Cardiff. Segway. C- Cardiff playing a completely uninspired West Ham side, beats them 2-0. And here, Cardiff's playing this match thinking, all right, we have done exactly what we needed to do to get out of the drop zone. Oh, wait, Southampton upset somebody. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> terrible for Cardiff, though, uh, with Sol Bamba going down. Uh, looks like for the rest of the season, he'll yeah, be out. They have said rest of the season, um, he's done. Yeah, so that's not good. Uh, that's not good for them at all. He's their their leader. He's bailed them out of more than one situation. Um, he's really the on-field general for, for Neil Warnock. Um, and it also is a little odd that, that they ended up winning this game despite that. It, it almost seems like, you know, they went on that great little stretch right after, tragically, Emiliano Salas' plane went down. It, it seems like they need something to galvanize around. Other yeah. than that, they can't get up for it. Yeah, yeah. It's... Which is kind of odd. It's a little weird, um, to be honest. But a good win, you know, against a very lethargic West Ham team. Um, you know, I mean, it, it seems like the team has adopted, uh, basically the personality of Marco Arnautovic. Yeah, it's... if he's up for it, then they win. If he's not up for it, they look like this, and they were terrible. Yeah, it, it, they're 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 impossible to figure out. And again, as we talked about, as as the season comes down here to the to the end, you're going to see teams like Leicester, Everton, um, West Ham, where you just go, huh? What? Yeah, like exactly. they're going to go out and be world beaters one week, and the next week they're not even going to show up, and it's just it. They, they're just going to be a lot of head scratchers. Yeah, I, that, would I say, mean that's part of this time of year too, though. You know, your your position as the higher place team, like in West Ham, they're not going to make it to Europa League places, but they're not going to get relegated. So, do I really care, or am I just turning up to get my two hundred thousand? They're already on week? beach time. Yeah, they're exactly. already on beach time. Yeah, that, that's yep. where they already are. That's right. They um, got one foot in Dubai. So uh, the Strip next, main. so, <laughs> so um, <laughs> so next next uh, one for you. I'm just gonna round it up in two very quick statements. Um, Fulham sucks. Foxes, who knows? Yeah, uh, I have one more statement to add to that. Jamie mm. F and Vardy. 
Yeah. Two goals and an assist. Um, the first one showed excellent patience and uh, and very unselfish uh, for a striker. Um, but it was almost like a FIFA thing. Just kind of held it, waited for the goalkeeper to come out, then put it between the defender that was running back towards his own goal and the goalkeeper to the young kid for his first ever uh, Leicester City goal. Then Vardy goes on to score two, his 100th and 101st uh, for the club. The second goal, uh, his Jamie Vardy's first, um, classic Vardy, ran the channel, uh, bad pass from uh, from the defense. Um, can't remember who picked it up in the middle of the field now, but just slotted right between in that channel. Jamie Vardy, two touches down the field, rifled it into the far corner. Just it's what Jamie eight, does an best. atypical Jamie Vardy goal. Yep. Uh, also heard something very funny. There are stories going around that uh, Jamie Vardy and Claude Puel, the former Leicester manager, didn't get on very well. Um, and another show that we listened to uh, did a, a, a Google search right there, just typed in Jamie Vardy, Claude Puel uh, during the show. First article that comes up was, yes, Jamie Vardy called Claude Puel a fucking knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a video accompaniment. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely hysterical. Why? Because he's Jamie <laughs> Cause he's effing, effing Vardy. Vardy. <laughs> That's right, because he can do that type of shit. So, uh, yes. I can't make that the show title. <laughs> <laughs> be a great be a great show title i think it would be a good show fucking knobhead would be a great show title um so cherries get the uh random road win but it was a random road win yeah. against huddersfield town so yeah is huddersfield town gonna win another match throughout the rest of the season probably not yeah you know, i mean i don't maybe, know what the, i don't know what their schedule looks like but probably not maybe they get a point here or there but i don't foresee i just this i don't team. see it happening i think two of their players maybe three will be moved on to other clubs when they go down but i just i don't see it from the terriers it's it's not good um bournemouth though stuck to the task um ryan frazier with a great ball across and, and callum wilson with a, a, a relatively easy albeit improvised uh titty finish um, where he chested the ball into the back of the net because Frazier didn't really give him an option to do anything else. That might be the show title. <laughs> there say, we go. <laughs> just let Sam keep talking. He'll give you gold. I'll give you he something. Give yeah. you gold. It, it happens eventually. Um, and then Callum Wilson returns the favor uh, to Ryan Frazier. So both of them a goal and an assist. Um, and good to see the Scotsman hitting back on all cylinders. And Callum Wilson looks like he's back in form as well. All right, let's get into it. Fucking Everton. All right, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, go ahead. For me, it was like you had two different teams, the first half team and then the second half team. I'm out. The floor is yours. <laughs> That's why? all I wanted to say. I just figured I'd get it in now. <laughs> why, yes, Sam, you are right. It was two different teams. There was the first half team and there was the second half team. Um, positive, Jordan Pickford has saved more penalties then he has conceded. He has saved three, and he has conceded two this season. There you go. So pretty, pretty impressive. Maybe your team should stop giving penalties away. Um, maybe, perhaps, um, jo- Jordan should stop tackling people inside the box when he mishandles <laughs> balls. Hey, hey, that was a perfectly, that was a perfectly good Robbie Savage tackle. Whew, maybe the Redskins should put him in the secondary <laughs> to right. tackle somebody. <laughs> he took it right out of the hip too. Oh, but even the, close to the ball. But the Stone Cold Killer got the rave on and. Uh, Stuck out that foot and knocked that penalty away, which was which was pretty effing brilliant. So I'm watching this team play, and we get the two goals, and we're up to nothing. Now, ref had the whistle in the pocket. He had the whistle in the pocket for both teams, but you could tell it was getting chippy and physical. physical. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to uh, our, our friend Russ, and um, I had said to him, I said, look, we need to solidify what we're doing out there in and be ready because this game's going to get ugly. And what we ultimately did was is we just stopped playing. Um, yeah, it looked like it. Early on in the second half, like I said, questionable possible penalty with, with Gilfie. No different than what happened with yours. He got bumped in the back a little. He went down. Ref didn't call it. It's a coin flip. Sometimes they're going to call that one. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes they, they aren't. Um, give up the goal, and it seems like everything, okay, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. And at first... I thought the move from from uh, Marco Silva to bring in Yeri Mina and go to a back three 
seems smart. Okay, let's just solidify things. Overload and, the midfield and, mm-hmm. and take control of the game. Right, but then you take out Richarlison, who happened to be having a pretty damn yeah, good scored match. one of the goals, didn't he? So right, uh, yeah, he scored one of them. Yeah, so finally, it seemed like it seemed like the wrong person to take off. I would have maybe have taken off Andres Andres Gomez at the time, right, or even Gilfy. You know, and right. who who also got a goal, but I would have perhaps. I mean, I'm sorry, it was um, Calvert Lewin who got the, who the got brilliant, the, first, yeah. the brilliant little header. I mean, great ball from Bernard out to Digne. Digne, perfect ball in, and just a little nice little flick back into the net, which was yep. beautiful. But it's hard to remember the beautiful goal because <laughs> there was shit the entire second half. Um, so you think, okay, you're going to make this this transition. You're going to go ahead and go in with Yerimina. Seems like a smart idea. Not a smart idea. When Yeri Mina fucking sucked cock the entire Whoa. time he was on the pitch. <laughs> you, 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 here's the idea. If you're if you're a defensive substitute, here's an idea. Fucking defend. Like I, I don't know, cover cover somebody, hey, anybody, well, whoever. This, this summer Mustafi might be available. You can come in for him. So goal goal number two happens. Yeah, stop it. We had him and got rid of him, remember? Oh yeah, that's um, right. He was too slight, so you sold yeah. him. So, um, we give up the second goal. Now, you all right? The, the third, uh, by the way, he wasn't talking to me. He was no, talking to our was, producer. <laughs> all um, that, all that ambient noise. I'm, I'm hyper-focused. <laughs> I am right on task. You are right what now. Harry Mina was not. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> um, or, or according to you, he was hyper-focused <laughs> on the dick. <laughs> Brilliant. That also will not be the show title. <laughs> but a damn good one. Hyper focused on the D. Um so the the third goal, um, I will say the following. There were five players offsides, including both players who were directly involved in the scoring of the goal. The one who did score the goal was brought back on sides, but was in an offside position leading up to the goal. But more importantly, the man who touched the ball, who created ultimately the goal, Solomon Rondon, was offsides. Clearly well, yeah. offsides. Happened to us with Harry Kane in the penalty last hey. last weekend. It's the same. Half their team was offside. Same thing. I'm with you. Ifs and buts, honey and nuts. That what? should not. If ifs and buts were honey before. and nuts, the world would be sweet and dandy. You remember? You never heard that one? Okay. I've never heard me that one breaking out, life. Me breaking out the old timer <laughs> phrases again. <laughs> you jagaloon. It does not matter that they scored an offside goal. We should have never been in that, in that situation position, in, the first yeah, in the first place. Sure, concede one. That's fine. We should have never allowed a team that was battling to stay up and not really battling to stay up. I mean, they were a few points ahead, but not like it's not like they're the team in the bottom right now right. trying to survive. Right? Yeah, no, I hear you. That's not the case. And 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 we simply had no heart. No heart. No one on the pitch had any heart. No one on the pitch had the nerve or the guile to fire someone up. The armbands on Gilfie's arm shouldn't be there. Now, granted, Seamus Coleman was sick before the game and they had to replace him with John Joe Kenny. I'm sure the angry little Irishman would have been grabbing people by the jerseys, smacking them in the face, and telling them to get their heads out of their damn ass. Yeah. But but there was nobody out there to do that. And well, the maybe, other people that would have done it, nope, you said, I'm going and I'm goddamn going. Sorry, Russ. Right, um, I, got, I got one but, later. <laughs> but, you know, Phil Jagielka's past his prime, but at least if he was out there, he would have been, you know, yelling and screaming at people to get their heads out of their asses. If Tom Davies, the kid, was out there, he would have been yelling and screaming to get to have people get their heads out of their asses. If Leighton Baines was on the pitch, he would have been yelling and screaming to get their people's heads out of their asses. No one on that pitch gave a fuck. And that's why they gave up a two-goal lead, and that's why they lost three to two. Flat out. So what do you got to say? And then I'm going to talk about my Malort wonderfulness that I have to do. So what I was going to say was maybe if you had people committed to the cause, like say at Kalazanach, sickness wouldn't really matter. They would just hurl on the field and get back to it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I I, I think (laughs) Seamus was actually sick, and your guy's just uh, (laughs) – Pussy that got kicked in the shin and puked made because it throw of it. up. Because let's face it, uh, Arsenal players are soft. Um, Arsenal is so, in fourth place. Everton is not. <clears throat> yes, no, we are certainly not in fourth place, and there's no sign of us ever being there. <laughs> ever Because the, the world is terrible, and I hate football. So that's that's what I have to say about that. All right, so we've done a lot of promoting 
over the last couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, talking to people um, online, our, our social media presence has been a little bit bigger, a little bit better. And uh, Big Sam is going to tell you, uh, new listeners, about a fun little game we play. So this goes out to uh, all of the uh, Everton supporters uh, that we've been reaching out to on Facebook that have been checking out the podcast. Myself and uh, Sam here, we um, have agreed at the start of the season that we will do a shot of Malort each time our side loses. What is Malort, you ask? Well, the Chicago Evertonians need not ask because they know what this bottled god awfulness already is. It's made right in their backyard. In fact, the lovely nod to the city of Chicago. Um, Jepson's Malort is a Polish bitter. Um, and as I widely like to call it, describe it, I say if earwax had thrown up. That is what this tastes like. Now, unfortunately, my team loses a lot, and I actually sell this product, so I am uh, quite used to the taste of it. So, regrettably, uh, all of our friends watching, um, and if you aren't, we are recording this, and it'll be on our Facebook page. So, if you want to see, uh, we're actually, oh, we went live. How about that? People live. I just thought we were going to do a video. My producer, fucking producing something. How about that? Some shit. So I produced you. So, um. So, like I said, I'd like to tell you that I would like make like a like a hacking sound or something like that, like Sam Graham does, because well, his team doesn't lose enough to, uh, and and also he's a not a man and can't handle this. Uh, but here we um, go. I'm going to go ahead and do this shot um, to all of us in pain right now, Evertonians. I I'm with you. At some point in time, it's got to get better because Lord only knows it can't get any fucking worse. Cheers. Oh, I hate looking at it. Yeah, it tastes like shit. It really <laughs> does. Um, I'm just too goddamn used to it. Sorry, Russ. No, you know what? Not sorry, Russ. You're a Liverpool fan, and you're probably relishing in the fact that I just did a shot of it. So I'm taking that GD back, not apologizing for it. Uh, so like a tornado of GDs out here. Yeah, so windy. For, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why you're my friend, Sam. You know how to bring me back to the light. I Thank got you. your back, bud. It's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. So, Samuel Graham had himself a good week. I did not. Yep. And for only the second time this season, as Sam went six and four, and I went four and six, again, for only the second time this season, Samuel Graham finds himself atop the predictions standing board at 155 and 124, and I am at 154 and 125. Now, let me just remind you, Sam, the last time you were on top, you nosedived, and I was back again with a four-goal lead, with a four-game lead within uh, a couple of weeks. That you promptly gave up. Within a couple of weeks. That you promptly gave up. Because who's back on top? Love love the fleeting moment while it lasts. Here we Footsteps, go. Footsteps, killer. Nope. Footsteps. I'm about to create some distance. Oh, about to create some distance, huh? Yeah, you'll, you'll probably create some distance on one because I'm a glutton and I'm going to freaking pick my team <laughs> to at least draw and you're going to pick them to lose and you'll be right and I'll be wrong. So fortunately it's Chelsea. So at least I have a swinger, like a puncher's <laughs> chance at uh, getting that one right. So uh, we only have uh, five games as the FA cup has its quarterfinals this weekend. So some teams like Arsenal just flat out get a much needed uh, weekend off yeah, to uh, rest as there would be opponent. Wolverhampton has uh, an FA cup game going on. And as we mentioned before, big, Big Derby match between uh, the Manchester sides won't happen this weekend uh, because both of them are still in the FA Cup. So um, we have three of the four games are being played on Saturday. So after the big comeback, Newcastle head to the Vitality to face Bournemouth and Cherries at home, uh, two to one Cherries. It doesn't even matter that they had the emotional comeback on Everton. Two to one cherries. I have the same thing. By the way, real quick, we should mention that Mark, with his predictions last week, went one and two. Yep. So uh, I, I beat the spud also. Um, I, I would also say, just in general, Sammy, um, I've gone back and looked over it. Uh, your your daughter, your lovely daughter, um, and any of our guests who have picked, none of them, not one of them, have done better than us. Right, correct. In those games directly. Yeah. They may tie us, but no one's ever beaten us. Yeah, right. So. Just like you won't beat me again for the rest of the season. Uh, okay, good enough. So Burnley hosts <laughs> Leicester City. Um, Burnley needs it more. The Foxes really don't care. It's at Turf Moor, so one nothing Burnley. I think Brendan Rodgers is starting to get through to these players. They, I mean, granted, it was uh, Fulham they played, I believe, right? 
so they're mm-hmm. garbage. But um, I think Brendan Rodgers is starting to get to him. They look like they're playing with that counterattacking identity again. I've, I, 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 I actually have Leicester winning 2-1. to one. Okay, fair enough. Um, Huddersfield head to West Ham. Uh, Hammers aren't playing well, but Huddersfield is just flat out bad. <laughs> I'm going to go three to one West Ham because they at least know how to score goals. I have two nil uh, to West Ham for the same exact reason. So we only have uh, two games on Sunday. Um, so feel free to go deep on St. Patrick's Day Saturday night because yeah, if you're on the East Coast, you don't have to be up till 10 in the morning to watch a game. And well, hell, you can do that hungover. Um, Liverpool head to Craven Cottage uh, to face the hapless Fulham. Uh, Liverpool wins, and they're going to beat them badly. But I see Fulham score, scoring goals. I'm going to go five to two, Liverpool. Wow, yeah, that's a that's big time. Uh, Fulham can't defend, and Fulham knows how to score. I'm going to say four nil Liverpool because they're not going to ship bad goals to a bad team twice in two weeks. Okay, good enough. Uh, and then the final game of the weekend has two sides that are impossible to figure out as struggling Chelsea head to Goodison to face my heartless Toffees. Uh, the two sides drew the last time, and they will do it again in a 1-1 match that will leave us all scratching our heads about both sides. I have 1-1 as well. Oh, wow. So only uh, you and I disagree on uh, on the Foxes and Burnley, huh? Yeah, you had a draw in that game, didn't you? Uh, Foxes, Burnley, I had Burnley winning. Oh, Burnley winning. Yep. one no, you said, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna pick another game up, and uh, we'll we'll talk about a little. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll I'll talk about it in the closing, but we're gonna do an FA Cup show this week as well. So, boys and girls, you get a little bonus content too. Hey. All right, uh, we are too old for this shit. Uh, as we only had one sub, we had a uh, player aggravate uh, old Craig. There aggravated a uh, quad injury. And Pat had a gigantic blister on his foot and could barely move towards the end of the game. Uh, we started with a 2-0 lead, I believe. Yep. Uh, courtesy of me, scoring the opener. Um, and then promptly lost 5-2. to two. Yep. Against a very bad team that were better than just yep. a ran shame. Out, we ran out of legs. Uh, and missing missing some... Four people. And some pretty key spots, too, which yeah, really doesn't help and just... It was Ugh, tough. Frust- frustrating match. But, yeah, you know, I looking at what our team's going to be for this season as that's the first game of the new season, I, I, I like where we are. As long as we've got the players there, we'll finally have some depth. And there's a few younger players, including your brother, coming back to the side. Maybe. Which, which will certainly certainly help us overall. Yeah, absolutely. If we can get people to show up on a regular basis, we'll be just fine. Because right. we're all decent enough footballers. But we're just old and tired and slow. And and play in a highly competitive league. Probably, I mean, we could easily go play in the old man league right now if we wanted to. And crush and, it. Yeah. And, and we don't. We could go down. We had a bad enough season last season. We could have gone down to Division yep. 2. But we, we chose, chose not, not to. to. Um, you know, we, we, I mean, outside of getting our butts whooped that one time where we really got our butts whooped to uh, United. I mean, for the most part, we we, we go out there and we, we keep up with all those teams. And... And we're pretty much respected by those sides. They don't. They don't yeah, think for the we're most a joke. Part, there's only one or two that are dickheads, but other than yeah. that, yeah. So right, uh, well, there you go. Thank you for joining us, uh, Sammy. I'm sh- uh, knowing what happened this weekend. I am sure you have some parting words. Oh, so. I am ready to talk about Ooh, it. Go to town, sir. All right. Um, first off, I want to uh, make special mention to our Manchester United supporting friend uh, Ray, a uh, friend of the show. I got one over on you, you daft twat. Hope you have a good week. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and, I, and I've got multiple friends who are United fans, so uh, that, that applies to all of you from Sam with love. So enjoy. Um, no, but the, the, the big thing we need to talk about is obviously something you never want to see, uh, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, down in the championship, uh, the second city derby was played, the Birmingham derby, uh, being the second largest city in England. They call it the second city derby. Between Aston Villa Football Club and um, Birmingham City Football Club, um, Paul Mitchell uh, ran from his seat uh, in the stands. He's a Birmingham City supporter. Hopped over the uh, advertising hoardings onto the field and punched the Villa captain, Jack Grealish, uh, Grealish I'm sorry, in the side of the face. Um, sucker punched him from behind 
wasn't facing him, didn't see him running at him, uh, punched him in the side of the head. Luckily, there was no bodily injury. Um, this guy uh, pled guilty, happened very quickly. Charges of assault were brought. He's actually going to be spending 14, uh, 14 weeks, I think it is, um, in jail. Uh, he has a stadium ban for St. Andrews for life and a national stadium ban for 10 years. Um, as the last report that I read, at least, um, it is disgusting behavior, uh, and something that you never want to see. It's bad enough. Idiots take it upon themselves to jump onto the field and run around anyway, or, or go streak or, you know, what have you. It's bad enough that that happens or jump on the field to give Neymar a hug during a world cup. I mean, you see these things happen. Uh, your match, somebody jumped and ran onto the field after the yeah, penalty was... score to run over and celebrate with the players. Yeah. Again, Bad form. Yeah. Because now these players are going to think if you're running at them, you might be trying to hit them. Exactly. So this, you know, it's bad to run on the field anyway, obviously. But to run on the field and do something like this is cowardly and and absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, I, I think he should have a stadium ban for life uh, to include all sports, to include all venues, uh, concerts, everything. Yeah, you're uh, you're and, just not allowed to be in public anymore because yeah, exactly. clearly you don't know how to be. Correct. You know what? Well, I think we should bring back exiling people. <laughs> <laughs> he should be off in like the Canary Islands or something, not never to be heard from again. So let's go ahead and address the uh, the the next thing that uh, all the mouth breathers um, that do not know or like soccer are going to come out in droves, and while making their jokes about orange slices and punch boxes, are going to talk about the hooliganism that is involved in soccer on a regular basis. Um, this is not a regular basis. In fact, if anything, particularly English football, does an exceptional job of separating fans, keeping them out of trouble, and not having fights and riots every single week. Which, oh, by the way, NFL, you have a big, big fucking problem with. Because you allow all of your fans to go out in the parking lots five hours before the game drink a 30-pack, and go in and act like absolute and assholes. sit next to each other. I'm one of those assholes <laughs> when I go to football yep. games. And constantly, there's no separation of fans, and people will go and say obnoxious stuff to each other. You can't take your kid to a football game anymore nope. unless they are ready for people to say the most rank, awful crap in the world. Yep. And where you don't have that, I've been to English football games. You don't have it there. Nope. There's 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 naughty language. Of course there is. In fact, it's normally the 10-year-old kid saying all the naughty language. <laughs> That's um, true. I've seen it with my own eyes as well. But but what you don't have is the extreme violence, but this one instance will make everybody else in the world go uh, much oh, like here the English hooligans again. Right. M much like every time now you see a basketball player flop, I the first thing um our are the great sports debate that we're friends mm -hmm. on in uh, Facebook. You know, somebody put up a, a guy faking uh, falling down in basketball. First comment, oh, looks like they've been watching soccer. Newsflash, wide receivers in football and basketball players flop way more than all soccer players with the exception of Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. 100%. Um, so we've given this, this idiot too much attention. Um, you bought a ticket to the game. Stay in your fucking seat, and don't punch people, for Christ's sake. To to uh, quote the great Jamie F. Vardy, don't be a fucking knob. <laughs> With that said, thank you so much for joining us again. For Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. Uh, you're going to get a bonus episode this week as we talk about the FA Cup quarterfinals. That'll be around on uh, Thursday. And also, this weekend will be the premiere of A Drinking Story. So, uh, hey. producer Mel, what are we going to be talking hey. about? Hey, hi guys. Uh, so we are going to be talking, uh, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, the story of St. Patrick, the real man, and why it is we drink on the honor of his, essentially his death day, and uh, it has to do with a phrase called drowning the shamrock. Ooh. I will be drowning the shamrock as we record. I have a shamrock tattooed on me. I was uh, thinking we should have a special guest. Do you happen to know any like 
Irishman, or at least heritage, that like whiskey and are good with a mic and are free tonight? Well, he's Welsh and Cuban, but I mean, I think we can go ahead and use uh, one Mr. Samuel Graham for oh, tonight's episode. You really just took the you know the shine off of it for me there, Aww. making the joke, but Sam. I guess I'll do it. Now I have to do it for two beers, though. I will gladly give you two beers. <laughs> um, hey, Houston, I have a question. Sure. I was, uh, and I happened to be sitting on the couch with you as Everton had their epic meltdown, and I'm <laughs> looking at it going, fuck, here goes my Sunday. <laughs> I blame you, woman. I blame you. Wait, true. True story. I had just finished making brunch, which normally he does, but Everton was on. And I had brought him breakfast, and we had sat down to watch the last, what, 10 minutes of the game. Filled my coffee pot like a total oh, yeah. dutiful wife. The second we sat down to eat. Go! Oh. Go! Ouch. Daggers. So here's my question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, how is it possible to be zoned in on a cock and have your head up your ass at the same time. I have a quick idea about how. But go too, ahead. Too, I, I too, just These are questions I have. Too, too soon, woman. Too soon. All right, everybody. Solomon Rondon was raping him, that's why. I heard. <laughs> at a drinkingstory.com. Till next week, everybody. Good night. See ya. You walked into the party Like you were walking onto a yacht Your hat strategically dipped below one eye Your scarf and was apricot You had one eye in the mirror lens You watched yourself go by Proper lad, <laughs> got a got a big knob for a white lad. <laughs> That's funny. I smash that. I smash her too. So, well, don't say that. That's your wife sitting next to her. He goes, ah, good burn. She's faithful. <laughs> <laughs> too funny.